KYW Original Podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. The coronavirus pandemic has brought much of life to a screeching halt, and the court system is no exception. For people who have pending custody or child support cases in family court or an emergency, this closure can present a real hardship. Family law attorney Jennifer Brandt is with the Cozen O'Connor Family Law Group, and she's also a member of the firm's Coronavirus Task Force, and she's joining us here for In-Depth. Jennifer, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. So your office is in Center City, but you work in both PA and Jersey, right? That's correct, yes. So what right now is the situation with family courts? Is anything open? Well, it's evolving day to day, to be honest. Um, We... Last week, there were some courts that were still open. Now, most of them are closed. Um, however, they still some of the counties in Pennsylvania still have a skeleton crew that are operating the court system. Um, and similarly, in New Jersey, um, but most courts, all the courts that I know of, are handling emergent matters, um, protection from abuse matters, but it may vary from county to county how these things are being handled. Um, Up until last week, some of the courts were still having um, some types of proceedings by phone and in New Jersey as well. And it's an evolving situation. So if anyone is interested in filing something, best to either reach out to their attorney if they have one to find out what is the status and what can be um, processed now, what can be filed now and what may be heard during this crisis. What if you don't have an attorney or what if you know, you find yourself suddenly without an income, so you can't afford your old one, then what do you do? Right. right. Well, that's happening a lot, too. Um, best is go on websites um, for the individual counties or courts and try to check there to see if there's um, any information, because they are updating. And like I said, this is a, a changing situation um, day to day. So uh, most of the courts in Pennsylvania have issued orders that they are considered closed to the public. Um, at least through the middle of April. But again, Philadelphia, for example, it has an earlier opening date. So it can vary place to place. Best to check online if you you don't have an attorney that can check for you or try to call if you um, can do so. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, they're looking probably, you know, different courts are looking at different dates to reopen. But in all honesty, we don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, we're hearing that the Correct. coronavirus pandemic could get worse before it gets better. So who knows when courts are going to be able to be, you know, back up at kind of full speed ahead again. That's right. And it, and I don't think the courts necessarily know either because these uh, different uh, this information is coming out day to day and we're just it's kind of evolving. It's changed over last week. It was changing rapidly. Um, So we really don't know if these dates will be updated in the future, depending on the the situation, just like we're getting these different stay at home orders in general, like in Philadelphia and other places. um, I think that everybody is sort of grappling with uh, new information constantly. So communication is key, as always, but especially about health issues right now and not just with the kids health. But so let's say you're divorced, you're separated then, you know, you don't always know the other adults your kids are coming into contact with. So there are, I mean, there are a number of things that we need to talk about there, but um, let's start 
with, let's start with the kids' health. A lot of these times, if you're in court, to be honest with you, it's because you don't have a particularly great relationship with your ex. Um, so what is your what is your advice, you know, just starting with the kids' health, parents communicating, what do you need to let the other parent know? What's important here? Right. Well, it's generally, you're both parents first, and you have to keep that in mind, especially in a situation where it's, a, a crazy situation like we're having right now. Um, so communicate with each other to the best of your ability. If your child is feeling ill or has been exposed um, to the virus, you need to let the other parent know, despite the fact that you may not have the greatest relationship. This is a health issue. This concerns your child. And you both have an, an interest in what's best for your child. Um, Right now, the advice we're giving is, and and as always, is if you have a court order, you need to follow it to the best of your ability. Um, So if there is supposed to be custody exchanges, um, that should still happen. Uh, While we're having a crisis, uh, some people are thinking that custody orders don't matter, but they still do. It's still a court order, and we can't have a situation where people are just making up their own rules at this point in time. Um, But if there is a situation or um, a child is sick or um, has been exposed to someone or there's a vulnerable adult perhaps in a household, you need to speak with the other parent and let them know what's going on um, and try your best to communicate with uh, the other parent to let them give them information and try your best at this point to work through and negotiate um, as, as you can. There's some I'm, I'm going to imagine there's some difficulty with that, because I do know in some cases where doctors have advised the parents, you know, that the kids in this situation should really not be going back and forth between homes. I mean, for their exposure and just really for everybody's health and well-being. So how do you handle that? Well, it's like in any other situation, sometimes things happen um, between parents and there's a reason to try to change the situation. Um, but you again, communication is the key. Let the other parent, if there's a doctor who's giving a, a recommendation, let the other parent who may not be aware of what's going on speak to the doctor directly and hear it for themselves. You know, maybe it's better coming from a healthcare professional as opposed to a parent, especially if they don't have the best um, communication skills. Um, again, you know, to the extent that you can try to work together, this is the time to do it and really try as best as possible to put aside personal differences right now to focus on really what's best for the children. And if people can keep that in mind and try to look at it that way, um, we're all going to be better off. With something like this, you know, if your child gets sick, is this something where you should try to get even documentation from the doctor in case like three months or four months down the road, this comes up? In a custody you can, hearing. Yeah. you can, you can, and there are. Just so you know, and the and the listeners know, the courts are um, still hearing to the extent possible emergency custody matters. So if there's something critical, uh, a real emergent issue where the child's health is in danger, or there's some imminent uh, threat to them, then that may be uh, an option. Um, we don't want people. Obviously, it has to be an emergency. It's not a routine disagreement or. Um, something that you just can't, you know, arrange, you know, for example, a, a time exchange or something like that. That's not necessarily an emergency. But if it's a health crisis um, or something that is really dire, then, you know, most of the courts are are still 
available to hear those kinds of situations. Check with the court system, check with your attorney and see what can be done. The other, I mean, there's there's health issues, a big that's a big deal. And then there's education, you know, education issues. The other big deal here, a lot of, you know, schools are closed. So particularly with younger kids, there's homeschooling going on as well. These are pretty hectic times. Um, what are parents responsible for? So if you have custody of your kids, um, you know, what, 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 what is incumbent upon you to tell the other parent and, and to uphold kind of your parental responsibilities here? Right. Well, it's best to try to develop a consistent plan. I mean, we are in unprecedented times. Uh, Kids are working from home. Parents are working from home and trying to juggle everything while everybody's in the household. So to the extent that you can, again, communicate with the other parent and try to develop some kind of consistent plan, let them know what the child is working on. Uh, Make sure they have access to whatever portals the schools are um, giving to the children so that everyone can keep apprised of children's assignments, uh, homework assignments, different lesson plans that the children are having so that when they do, if they are transferring from household to household, there can be some consistency for the children in their learning, completing assignments, et cetera, so that at least the children don't fall behind in their work. What The other issue that, that I'm thinking about is a lot of people are now out of work, at least temporarily, out of a paycheck. Yes. And so yes. let's start with what if you're the primary custodial parent and you're receiving child care and, you know, you're now out of work and now you also have your kids home, you have to feed them more, you're with them more. How does that get handled? What do you do? Right. Well, we we have been getting a lot of calls about people that are either paying child support obligations that are running into situations where they're not employed right now or receiving child support and not getting enough because they're not employed, you know, different situations or child care issues, as you mentioned. Um, Again, if if this is something that will be a prolonged situation, if you've lost your job and you don't think you're going to get back a job, this might be a situation where you're going to modify your support obligation. The problem is the, the courts are really not open to hear these not necessarily right away, although I think they're working on trying to keep these matters moving to the best of the court's ability. Um, So you might not get relief immediately. Um, Again, this is another situation where it's a perfect opportunity for people to try and communicate what's going on um, and to try to put any animosity aside, which is difficult. You know, there's a lot of very, uh, very tense situations out there and people are stressed. Um, But if you can let the other parent know, um, why, you know, the payment may be late or there's an issue with um, making a payment or you need extra money or, you know, maybe you can try to work together at this critical time to see if you can come up with a solution that works for everybody. Um, So it really, it all comes down to trying to communicate, trying to put differences aside and see if there is any middle ground that can be reached. But as I said earlier, you know, to the extent that you have a court order, you are obligated to follow it. It's not the time to just set these things aside and pretend that they don't exist. They do, and they will be enforced if people don't follow them. But you you hit on something which was going to be my next question, which is a lot of times these relationships are fraught anyway, and now toss in a pandemic, toss in a lost Mm. paycheck, toss in your kids are home alone. Uh, You know, people have got to just be really kind of at their wits end, kind of on edge here. 
Yes, yes, we are seeing a, a lot of situations where people are very stressed out about their own situation, their health, the unknown. I mean, all the things that everybody is sort of feeling. And then, you know, you have a uh, another party that you're dealing with when you may not have the best communication um, going on. It, it, is, it is certainly difficult, but try to stay in the moment, <laughs> try to deal with uh, each issue as it comes up, um, try not to, to get too far afield with this. It's really, you know, everybody's in a crisis. So to the extent that people can try to um, look at what's best for their kids is when kids are involved in, and try to see them as, you know, doing well and, and doing what's best for them. I think if, if they can do that, um, things will remain somewhat calm. Are there any other options beside court? So let's say, I mean, I would imagine there are a lot of people out there that their cases weren't resolved yet. They might not have a finalized custody order. They might not have a finalized support order. What right, are they right. What are they supposed to do? Yeah. And, you know, there are still, uh, there's mediators, there's arbitrators, there's other alternative dispute resolution um, avenues that people can try to explore. Um, and there are people who do these types of uh mediations, arbitrations, et cetera, who are still working remotely. And um, there's all kinds of technology developing as we speak um, in terms of doing video conferences and video mediations and and things of that nature to try to keep matters moving forward. Um, It's not a perfect solution, but it may be an alternative that you can consider if you just can't come to a resolution or you can't agree on certain things. Um, Again, communicate. If you have an attorney, talk to your attorney, let the attorneys talk to each other, see if they can work out some arrangements, even temporary uh, while we go through this, um, just to to give people some peace and just some calmness in the face of this crisis. And what about the people who, as I said, um, you know, their orders weren't finalized, they were kind of midstream here. What, if you're partway through the process, what do you do? You might have to just wait um, because things are getting courts, court dates that were scheduled are being postponed. Um, it may be an ideal time to try to negotiate a resolution as opposed to litigate uh, a resolution. There's always the opportunity to try to say, hey, it's going to be a while before we can get back into the court system. So maybe there is a deal that can be hammered out. Uh, maybe we can resolve them, some things directly. Just because we're working remotely and the courts aren't available does not mean that you can't come to an agreement, that you still can't resolve issues and try to move your matter forward. Um, so it's a really great time to try to do that to the extent that you're able. So if you can, let's say you, you know, by some miracle, you come up with the two of you come up with an agreement and yep. there aren't attorneys involved because you're both you're broke right now. What do you how do you finalize that? How do you make that legitimate, basically? Carol, you really need to get attorneys involved to get to finalize an agreement. It's best. That's always our recommendation, um, just because you don't want to enter into something that you may regret later. Um, even in the situation of a crisis, um, some agreements that you may enter into can't be undone. So you just want to be very careful with what you're doing and how you're doing it, um, despite the, uh, the situation that's out there and the crisis. Um, you still want to be as careful as you would be under normal circumstances um, before you sign anything, before you agree to anything and finalize anything. You may want to just 
to the best that you can, get an attorney to review it for you, look it over, advise you. Um, that would be the best advice. Have, have you heard anything you had mentioned before that a lot of this stuff is being done virtually? They're trying to do things. You know, I know in the past, they've sometimes you can have a conference by phone. But as this yes. goes on, because, I mean, courts are usually pretty scheduled, you know, pretty heavily scheduled. So I'm wondering how, with the courts closed down, and, and definitely, you know, really, we don't, we're not sure. Do you, Have you heard anything about maybe possibly trying to get some of these cases done virtually so there's not this enormous backlog when things do finally get up and running? Yes. For example, I know in New Jersey, they've been trying to handle matters by phone to the extent available or video. Um, again, you have to check on your particular matter, particular um, situation. And and piece of advice is if you do have a court hearing that's pending, don't just automatically assume that it's off. You better check with the court first to see if, if it's going to be handled by way of phone um, or another manner. So that's just something that you should know about. Um, but um, yes, I think this is an opportunity for all of us um, and courts especially to evolve. Um, there are some courts out there that don't even accept electronic filings at this point. But I think we'll see possibly when we get out of this crisis that more and more courts will do that. Um, so things can be just filed electronically with the court system. It makes it a lot easier. It can all be done virtually without having to deliver an actual um, pleading to the court, a paper copy. Um, and perhaps we will see this in the future more technology being used for video conferencing and telephone conferences and things of, of that nature. I think it's an opportunity for all of us to kind of reevaluate how the system works and what other, um, opportun- uh, other means are available to uh, keep matters moving forward. Jennifer, anything else we need to know about that? Any other issues that you're dealing with that I haven't asked you about? Um, it's, it's, a hectic situation out there, that's for sure. Um, I think the best thing I can, best piece of advice I can give to people is try to remain calm. I know you hear that over and over again. No one knows what's going to happen. These these are unprecedented times. So as I've said, to the extent that you can communicate with the other party through counsel or directly if necessary, um, it's best to try to always keep the lines of communication open and just try to wait out the situation. Hopefully things will uh, return to normal sooner rather than later. Let's hope so. <laughs> I think yeah. That, yeah. All right, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us here on In-Depth. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Stay well. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Carol McKenzie. That's it for KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. We'll be back with another one soon. <laughs>